0: Welcome to the Plans and Provisions podcast, your source for homesteading and preparedness, information, and inspiration. We're so glad you're here. We'll be talking with some incredible folks, sharing ideas, and learning what we can do to become more independent and resilient in these interesting times. Now here's your host, Jason White. Hey folks, how's it going? It is the first Friday of November, so that means it's time for a little update of everything that's been going on around our homestead here. Uh, you may tell from my voice that I'm a little sick, have been for the last several days, so I'm a little froggy, so bear with me. Um, yeah, so it's been a, it's been, it's been quite an interesting month since I last did an update and, uh, some things have changed. We've seen a couple of good freezes, so the garden is now, it's done. Um, I think we've got some potatoes out there growing, but everything else has been completely killed back. We, in anticipation of the frost and the freeze, we went out and pulled every last tomato that we possibly could. And so we, we have just had tomatoes all over our kitchen. We've slowly been processing them and eating them as they ripen. So we're down to just probably several hundred tomatoes. And, um, only on one side of the kitchen as we cycle through them. So it's been, um, it's been fun. We've been really blessed with tomatoes this year. Um, we've, we've been sun drying them. We've really been oven drying them, but we're making quote unquote sun dried tomatoes. We have, uh, frozen quite a bit of them. We have been canning lots and lots of salsa, and so we will be well supplied with tomatoes going into the winter. But uh, yeah, gardening has been a, a major component to these updates um, since the spring. And gardening is done. We we had some ambitions for some fall gardening and, and, and things like that. And it just never really materialized. We gave some attempts out there, but... Um, we didn't really get much much to take and to be honest with you i think we're just kind of glad that we got through our first gardening season here on the homestead had some successes learned lots of great lessons and we're 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 grateful to have the break and we've got some great plans for the next season next year and i'll certainly keep you up to date on those as as we get closer to that so but we've got a little time so gardening is is behind us. We've been harvesting our meat chickens. We've got just a few left. Uh, we had some losses on those. I think I think what happened, we, we bought 15 and we lost three or four of them. Um, I believe one of the issues is, I used Joel Salatin's math for square footage per bird in the tractor that I built. But I think, and I went to the higher end, so they have, they have plenty of square foot per bird, but I think I'm, I may have made the, the width dimension a little short. So they were crowding in the cold. And so I had one or two of them just, I think just got smothered in, in the cold weather. So it's an eight by four, which is plenty of space, 32 square feet for, for what I had in there. But, um. Yeah, it just we had a couple losses there. Um lost one that had water belly, had a couple with water belly, which is I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like a, a CDs or ascites. Um where basically it's it happens in older older hens that have just been around way too long. And it also happens in in these fast growing Cornish cross. Uh, it's a it's a stress function basically of the heart, as far as I know. Um, not a disease. It's not you know. It's not a. Uh, it's not infectious. It's just a a bunch of like water pus kind of stuff that builds in their in their abdominal area and generates pressure on their organs and just causes distress. So it's something that happens with these fast growing birds, but we have been been harvesting those and that's been going really well and the kids have been pretty well indoctrinated into the process now as we've done it several times and uh, my oldest who was pretty unhappy about the first run when we did roosters a month or two ago uh, is now um, they're helping me helping me process Um, not so much the killing but um, once I've got the bird on the, on the table and, 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 getting it processed. Um, she's right there with me helping out. So, uh, that's a really great development and just happy to be sharing these values and skills and experiences with my kids. So it's normal to them when they are, uh, when they're older, because I know for many of us who are newer to this lifestyle, the, the process of, 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 harvesting our own animals is, is one of the hardest and it's just uh it's, it's one of those experiences and skills that has been pretty well bred out of most of us. So I'm happy to be breeding that back into my stock. Um, yeah, we've, we've got some, some rabbit news. We did have our first litter earlier this week and, uh, our, our second doe had five kits and, we lost all of them, so we were pretty unhappy about that. Um, as I ask around and look around, it's not uncommon for the first litter uh, to to fail in that regard. Um, you know, I'm basically taking the loss on this one because I don't know if I just had my math wrong or I just didn't know what I was doing, but I ended up pulling the nest box because I really thought that this doe was not pregnant. We had already bred her once, and she did not take. And the performance seemed to be about the same when we bred. And so we, we were just kind of, I had it in my mind that she was not pregnant. And it turned out that she was. And so um, kind of a rough day or two trying to, you know, keep the few that, that survived uh, alive and, and supporting her. And it just it just didn't go well. And so, we, um, yeah, we're taking the L on that one. We, we've, we failed, but we will give her another opportunity uh, here in a little bit but we are waiting on our other doe uh who is nesting and seems to be preparing to have her f- first litter so we'll see i'll keep you updated um hopefully i'll have a was hoping to have a report on her litter by the time i did this episode but um i'm doing this on thursday it's coming out friday and yeah nothing nothing yet in other news um our beef steers are growing; they're calves. Um, they're about what six months now. They are growing really well. They're looking really, really good. They might be seven months. Um, yeah, they've just—they're really taking on weight and looking very beefy. They're looking kind of what their their adult bodies should look like. They're filling out. Um, they've just been just been eating. Off the pasture. We give them a little grain snack at night just to keep them engaged. But other than that, um, yeah, they've just been turning solar energy into meat for us. And uh, we're, we're, we're happy about that. We haven't found unsprayed hay. We're still in the works of, of, of getting our supply for the winter. Um, probably should already have it, but we don't. And so we're just going to have to go with it. And I believe we will get that squared away here shortly. Other than that, life's kind of slowing down a little bit on the homestead as the weather cools and, and fall really, really takes hold. We've been seeing some nice warm days. Um, kind of a battle between the the cold fronts and the warm fronts, and seeing some rain. And overall, it's just been beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a it's been a good time. Lots of nice nice afternoons and evenings running around with the kids. We've had, we've had some wins. We've had some losses for sure. One of the uh, more drastic events that has happened in the last few days was our well pump failed, which is a uh, pretty critical component of any, any home is the water supply. And so uh, we found out we've got a very significant repair to deal with uh, presently. So we're in the process of making some decisions on which Direction to go for that. The good news is the well is not run dry, which obviously was a was a bit of a fear for us when we realized that the water pressure had dropped to next to nothing. But it turns out it's an old thirty plus year old well pump, and uh, it's 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 lived its life, and it now needs to be replaced at our cost. So kind of a bummer because we've been really this first year has been a hard transition for us financially. We really put a lot into making this move and getting everything together and the adjustment to living rurally and living in a, in a different, uh, different market, different area. It it has proven, it's, it's proven challenging for us. And, uh, so having the, having that hit us is definitely a, um, it's definitely a, a bummer, but we, we just kind of have to laugh and say, you know what, um, these are things that happen and uh, we will get through it. We'll be hopefully having that well pump installed tomorrow and we'll have wonderful water pressure going forward and just be grateful that uh, we're able to, to get that taken care of. So um, yeah, been sick, lost some rabbits, well pumps down. Um, just been, just been, it's been, uh, the last, last week's been really kind of rough. The other weeks have been pretty good, but, but we're getting through it, you know, even with these, these negative things that, that come up or seemingly negative, you know, there's always a, there's always a silver lining. Um, I think with the well pump, we realized that our, our power bill has been unusually high. We, we noticed it should have dropped a couple, maybe the last month or two because we weren't using air conditioning at all because it wasn't hundred degrees, but our, our power bill only went down like eight bucks. I'm like, what is going on here? And so I think we've figured out why our power bill has been a little bit high. So the bad news is we got to, come up with a, a good chunk of change to get that fixed good news it'll probably pay for itself in a year or two just in, in getting our power bills back down to a reasonable level. So there's a silver lining there and beyond just looking for silver linings it's you know I was talking to my wife this morning and it, you know there's there's just so many things to be thankful for and it's easy to get distracted or blinded by the circumstances that you prefer not to be dealing with. And we've had our share of those circumstances, but we've chosen the circumstances of moving to this beautiful Ozark homestead and raising our children on this farm and and giving them the life that we, we promised them and that we have always dreamed of. And so we've made some sacrifices to be able to live in these circumstances. And so as a result of that, we've got some circumstances that, you know, are not, Preferable, but we've got a great vision going forward. We've been talking a lot about the next couple of years and the next couple of uh, kind of phases as we develop different aspects of our homestead and finding ways to, to monetize this property and, and find ways to, to build value and start to generate multiple sources of revenue. And I'm excited to take you along on that journey as those develop. I will get into some of those details, probably more in detail down the road. And I plan to have some guests on in the next month or two to talk about monetizing the homestead and different ideas for folks. Because it is certainly, at least in our experience, one of the more important concerns with making this transition. Speaking of guests, I hope you've caught the, the interviews that I've released over the last few weeks, over the last month. I've had some really great conversations with some local homesteaders and farmers here in the Ozarks region and just some really, really, you know, they're, they're not necessarily folks that uh, you're going to hear about or find their book on a shelf or see them on YouTube too much but they are really doing this life and they've got some amazing stories. And so um, definitely, definitely enjoyed uh, those conversations. And and I know I've picked up a lot as a new homesteader from talking to them. And I hope that you, uh, that you do as well. I hope that you you're taking away some value from these conversations because that's why I'm doing it. So appreciate everybody who's been listening along and following along. For those of you who have been here from the beginning, and for those of you who have just started to join us, uh, it's it's great to have all of you here, and looking forward to more. I've got some great great conversations coming up, uh, centered more around food over the next month or so, and some uh, some really great guests. So you're not going to want to miss those. And I think I think that just about wraps it up. My voice is uh, it has has done me well for this. 15 or so minutes but um, I can I can sense the time is drawing by where I'm going to start getting real froggy so um, just want to thank you all again for your support and for following along and listening and definitely please you can help me by sharing this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from the conversations that we're having here and uh, if you have any uh, suggestions for guests or topics or really anything feel free to reach out. You can email me at jason at plansandprovisions.com. You can find me over on Instagram at plansandprovisions. And that is it, folks. So thank you again. I look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, uh, this is Jason signing off, reminding you to do something today to improve your tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Plans and Provisions podcast. If you would like to stay up to date with everything happening around the homestead, head on over to the website at plansandprovisions.com.